Philip Bateman here, bravo Charlie with Hal Joel from the Director of Combined Agriculture. And Hal, you've placed about $400 million worth of investment into agriculture in the last several years. Could you tell us more about that? Okay. Um, I started my career in agriculture as a general manager of Union Agriculture. Uh, so the background of Union Agriculture is they're a beer brewery company in China that initially wanted to diversify into Australia. Mm. But um, as they made the first couple investments, um, it be- became very clear to them that this was a more than a diversification. This was more of a shift of assets from China to Australia. Mm. So after when I joined them, they had about uh, about $30 million of assets um, under management. Um after I joined, I had a mandate to spend a further about 200, $200 million. So over the next four or five years, we we did due, due, due diligence on a, uh, about three, 400 farms. And out of them, we chose the right ones to invest the rest of the money into. So that was um, part of Union Agriculture. Ever since then, I've been helping um, individual Asian company investors to help find due diligence model farms and make the right investments. And that's how it, it, it cumulatively add up to $400 million. And I was really interested in your profile where I talked about using science and essentially almost algorithmic data mm-hmm. to figure out what's good for a farm. What, yep. what is good for a farm? So... Um, just regarding the algorithmic, I feel like in Australia, um, agriculture is trending towards a way where because we're losing a lot of talent in agriculture because there's not, to be very honest, people in agriculture don't make very much money working in agriculture and there's no government incentives for it. So people are leaving the, the, the country for the city, right? So in order to combat that, we need to... Um, make management of agricultural land a little bit more automated, u- utilizing big data. So what is good in agriculture? Um, that's a very good question. To, 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 for me, I think every area of agriculture, you can make a lot of money if you're doing it the, in the top 10 to 20% of it, right? So um, be- because of that, I think that's where it really ties into the big data, the, the utilizing data and scientific management and really understanding what the top 10 to 20% of people are doing and really copying them and sharing that expertise, sharing that knowledge. And you talked about, you looked across a variety of uh, growing industries to figure out that the top 10% of the money of the people make 80% of the money and the inverse also being true. What have you noticed? Like, what is it that these people are doing? So um, the the successful growers, for example, for agriculture, um, the successful investors are buying right. That's 50% of the work done. If you buy the asset, the right asset at the right price, you're always going to be ahead of other people. Uh, the second part of it is really utilizing the right experts in the right areas. Um, so this part is uh, where a lot of Asian investors don't really do right because there's a trust issue, there's a cultural difference, there's a cultural issue. So um, And sometimes they're afraid to spend that money in the right areas. But what they'll find that, in, you know, sometimes they save $100,000 in, in, in consultation fees but they lose five hundred thousand dollars because they missed. They 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 um, do not apply the correct cropping cycle. They miss the planting by a few days. All these cumulatively add up to massive, massive profit losses in farms. Mm. Wow. So, what would your message be for people out there that are in the agricultural game, as far as upskilling, as far as getting the right technology in place, as far as looking to external horizons to say what is it we can do about this? My advice to people is to really talk to as many people as you can. 
um, seek as many experts as you can. People in agriculture in general, they love to help, right? It's it's people like to because agriculture is it's it's a bit of a lonely field, right? There's there's the people in ag is becoming less and less. So um, if you want to do something in ag, you got to look at two ways. One is you look you got to look at it financially. Get people that knows the ins and outs of the finances of that particular field to help you model it and apply some variances to it. So apply market variance and apply a um, a weather variance to it and understand where. What, what you can get out of it. and But first, you have to also go back to understand what you want out of it. What you, why are you investing in agriculture? You know, Is it because you, you want to um, diversify your assets or is it some other reason? You're, you're just there to make money. All these, all these things have different methods to, and approaches that people need to take. And what are you excited about? Look, I'm very, very excited about the future of Australian agriculture in terms of introducing technology. I feel like Australian agriculture, due to um, most of Australian farmland, is actually owned by families, right? Because of that, because if I'm a farmer that's had the farmland passed down to me from my dad, I most likely will not have any debt to worry about. So most um, it, it, because of that, it doesn't drive innovation. So if you look overseas to to you know America, USDA, the amount of money they spent on innovation in, in agriculture, you'll actually find that um, they employ much more advanced te- techniques. A, a piece of land there that's got similar characteristics to Australia could produce 50% more output than somewhere in Australia just because of the techniques, the technologies they use and the data they use behind the decisions. And so Primarily because they're driven by the fact that they need to pay back the debt. Correct. Primarily because they, they're driven by the fact that they need to produce more out of every land. For example, in, in, in Vietnam, I, I visited Vietnam agriculture. I visited a lot of the rice fields there. They have to do two, three to four crops per year to try to pay back the debt of the land. But in Australia, we're used to that one crop cycle, maximum two crop cycles per year. So, um, and all these can be facilitated by technology. And what's the impact to the land degradation by going to more intensive cropping? Look, land, land degradation is an interesting concept. It's not just because you move to more intensive cropping, it does not necessarily mean you speed up the land degradation. So those two are very complete uh, different things. So it's all about the method in farming. You can, there are ways to um, continue the sustainable farming method whilst increasing the intensity. And if, you, if there's one thing you wanted people to know about the work you do, what would you tell them? Um, one thing regarding the work I do, look, what I'm trying to focus on now is to really bridge the gap between Asian investors and Australian farm um, farmland. And right now, because of the cultural gap, investors are putting their money in the wrong farms. And once they buy the farm, they're putting the money in the wrong areas in those farms. And all these, th- all these things really cost money. And I, I really would like to bridge the gap between that and make sure that investors are... Um, taking out more success stories instead of a lot of the negative press that um, Chinese investors have been getting and, 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 and producing. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Philip.